Welcome, everyone, to the Durson Football Podcast, episode six. I'm your host, Ryan Anderson, and we have a great episode for you today. Haven't been on in a couple weeks, so we have a lot to talk about. And we have some familiar faces, some familiar voices with us today. First off, Alex Beck is here. Alex, thanks for being here, bud. All right. Thanks for having me. And also the uh, OG on the network here, Joel Sastre, is back once again. Joel, what's going on? Oh, gee, what, what? Good to have you back. So uh, on today's episode, we got a lot to talk about. Like I said, I'm going to roll through a quick agenda. We're going to be hitting on the all these trades going on with the draft. There are only two trades, but there's a, definitely a lot to talk about within those two trades. We're going to talk about free agency winners and losers. There's a lot of action going on in free agency. There's still some guys out there, actually. So uh, looking forward to hearing what Alex and Joel have to say about that. And we're also going to touch on the recently announced 17th game and get their opinion on the uh, new 17-game schedule for the National Football League. So let's talk about these draft trades, fellas. Speck, I'll start with you. San Francisco gave up a couple first-rounders to move up uh, into that number three slot. Obviously, the first two quarterbacks are going to be taken off in Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence respectively where is San Francisco going here you got to think they're going with a quarterback who is the quarterback that they're taking uh it's interesting and I think that the 49ers get away with this because the rest of their team is great so all they're looking for is a quarterback you give up two first round picks which if their team's going to be good those first round picks are later in the draft what does it really matter to them they have a young squad. They're they're building the right way. Um, to me, I mean, if it was if, if it's my choice, it would be Justin Fields. Uh, I think that he, for some reason, is sliding um, in the draft, which I don't really understand. They're talking about character issues and they're talking about effort issues and things like that. Which right, Ohio State is coming out and saying we have no idea where this is coming from. Why are people even you know talking about this? And you know, people are talking about Zach Wilson, which it's like, oh, he's God's gift to earth all of a sudden. It's like Justin Fields just went out and did everything that Zach Wilson just did as pro day and did it against better talent during the college football season. Um, they talk about character issues, but Mac Jones has had two DUIs, but apparently he's shooting up draft boards. Well, you know, that's, that's news where, to me. I didn't even know where, that. Yeah, Mac Jones has had two DUIs in his, in his lifetime recently, and he's shooting up draft boards, but apparently his character is fine. Sweet um, home Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess that there's always Trey Lance. I mean, he's athletic. He fits the, the Kyle Shanahan mold. I just don't see Kyle Shanahan. There's all this talk about Mac Jones going to be. I just don't see it. I don't think he has the talent. It's just, it's not there. Uh, so it's, it's either got to be Fields or Trey Lance in, in my mind. Wow. All right. Joel, who do you think they t- they're taking there? I think they go Mac Jones. And here's right. why. So you're... Okay, the DUI thing, I didn't know about that. I just got hit with the uh, yeah, you know, with the to, blind side. I had no this. this guy digs stuff up that I, I don't even know. Where is he? This <laughs> I guy, know. Mark, I need a producer to be on the Google machine here, dude. It's like he he's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't anyway, but uh, no, but I mean, so I guess the knock would be on him would be that he had so much talent at Alabama, but um, you know who else did Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow had Jamar Chase and. 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Justin Jefferson, and he seems to be turned out just fine in Cincinnati. Um, so I think actually having NFL type talent helps you with the speed of the wide receivers. Cause you know, all three of those wide receivers that he was thrown to at Alabama, they're, they're, they're going to be top talents in, in the NFL, if not at least a number two guy for their team. So, I mean, given that he's up to speed in, 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 in the timing of those routes and LFL's type speed wide receiver. So I think that'll definitely translate. I think he's probably the most ready quarterback, honestly, besides uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Zach Wilson. And I mean, so the whole Zach Wilson thing, going over Justin Fields, I think it's just like, you know, teams have been burned so much by Ohio State quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, Fields is a different guy, but it's mm. just at, at some point teams are just, they're just going to be hesitant. It is what it is. You know, you're going to, you're going to put your hand in a fire so many times and you're, you know, you're going to learn to just keep it away, you know? So that's kind of, I think that's where teams are with that. Um, but I mean, I think, I think Fields is definitely different than, 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 than the Ohio State quarterbacks that have been taken before him early that haven't, you know, translated to the NFL. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I think he does fit the new mold of the NFL quarterback, though, like the Russell Wilson type and being able to break out the pocket. Mac Jones does not fit that mold. But then again, Shanahan doesn't need that. Shanahan likes the tall guy, Matt Ryan, you know, Jimmy G. He doesn't need the mobile guy. So I, I, I definitely see Mac Jones going there to San Fran. All right. I'm glad to hear you like Mac Jones there. And I tend to agree with Alex here and I'll tell you why. Uh, I just can't see, I, I don't see it. Like, like you said, Alex, I just don't see Mac Jones there. That being said, my boy, Chris Sims happens to be really close friends with Kyle Shanahan and he did say it's gotta be Mac Jones. So that's where, you know, I lean, but I'm with you. I, I think there's a possibility that he does go with, with Trey Lance because of that, that athleticism and that chance to be next level. Great. But he says, so supposedly he doesn't need a a star quarterback. He can build the offense around him so he can make easy decisions. We'll have to wait and see, but I thought that was an interesting move. I actually didn't like it for San Fran. I thought they gave up quite a bit to do that. Seems awfully risky. They also gave out a lot of money in free agency to their left tackle and Trent Williams. So I'm not sure where they're going. And I don't know that I like that trade. Let's move on now. Obviously Miami moved down to 12 and then moved right back up with Philadelphia trading back to 12. So those, they swapped picks is essentially a a three team trade. Like Joel said, off air there, Joel, did you like Philadelphia moving down? They had the six pick. They had their pick of the litter, if you will. And they moved down. What'd you think of that? Um, it's tough. It's tough for me to say um, because there were there was there was definitely a, a lot of choices there at six that I feel like we couldn't miss. And I feel like now what we did was we gave ourselves an opportunity to miss. And that's what you don't want to do in the NFL, especially in the NFL draft. You want to you want to basically have reassurance of of the guy that you're taking. And now at 12, there's so many question marks of who's even going to land to us. How is the board going to go before us? Whereas at six, you kind of. The writing was on the wall of what teams were going to do. I guess the only pick that we were really unsure of was probably Miami. Maybe you can say Cincinnati, but I mean, they're almost guaranteed to get a star offense. You're still going to get a top guy. Exactly. At least a top three skill position player, whether that be a wide receiver, tight end, or, 
you know, a Micah Parsons, if you will, if you really want to reach and go there. But now I think they're basically just limiting themselves to probably either Micah Parsons or the third best wide receiver in the draft is that's basically how I see it. I think they're basically limiting themselves now to those two picks. I don't really see the teams in front of them getting probably those guys. I mean, there's no way Pitts falls to us. There's absolutely no way no. that no, Pitts is that trade basically just, yeah, it just locked that up. And it was like, man, to think that we could have had that guy who just ran a four, four jump 30 some odd inches at six foot, you know, four, it's just, it just amazes me. Like, that we just did that for what a, a third basically like people will say oh first round picks but i mean if if miami finishes well what are we going to get a 25th 26th it's basically like a second round pick i mean i don't i don't see it really benefiting us that, that I think much. It, re- it reconfirms how they see positional value in that franchise uh, yeah spec what do you think about the trade uh, I think if they really wanted to trade down, they could have waited until draft night to do it. <laughs> um, I think that if you're at six, you're either guaranteed Penny Sewell, Kyle Pitts, or Jamar Chase, which each of those players are generational talents at their respective mm-hmm. positions. So yeah. literally can't miss prospects. I think now, I think the best possible you know decision and the, the route that I would go is hope to God that J.C. Horn makes it to twelve. I could see the Cowboys taking them at 10. Uh, I can definitely see the Broncos taking them at nine. Um, I want nothing to do with Micah Parsons. I think his talent is, is off the charts. Yeah. I think that his off the field, uh, you know, things they got to, he's got to clear him up somewhere. He, he hasn't come out and, and released a statement on his issues at Penn state. Um, and those issues are, are big. And especially now we see Deshaun Watson's case right now. And a lot of other, you know, situations that are going on with NFL players, uh, I just don't want to touch it. I don't. I don't think. I think that he would absolutely help Philly day one as a football player. I don't think he helps with a new coaching staff to build a culture in Philly that they're looking for. So I think that they they <laughs> having going behind the Giants and the Cowboys in the draft hurts because they're watching their bet. They're they're watching their division rivals pick pretty much who they want before they get a choice. And I think that they could have easily made this trade on draft night if they felt like this was their best decision. I think they did it a little bit too early and they could have gotten more on draft night if they just waited and saw how the board started to fall. But that's me. A couple things here. So number one, what this tells me is the fact that Philly traded down is there a hundred percent, no way they're taking a wide receiver at 12. I, mm-hmm. I don't Jalen Waddle could fall there. I still don't think they take him. No, I think there's going to be wide receivers available in the second. And, and they, they knew that or else they wouldn't have moved to 12 because they need a corner. Um, I like a couple wild cards here for Philadelphia. Quitty pie. I know it's out of the box defensive end. They could go pass rush. All I'm saying is this team, they could have had that six fifth pick think about it the top four selections if you throw in atlanta there atlanta is either going to take a quarterback there's high probability they trade out to another team that's going to take a quarterback so therefore that fifth and sixth pick they essentially had the second pick of all the non-quarterbacks in the draft and they gave it away essentially they they moved it now they do have three first rounds and i disagree to a degree 
with what Joel said, because it might be a late first rounder. I think having three first rounders is extremely valuable, no matter where those first rounders are at. But I think there's a chance they go. Brandon Graham's getting older. Quiddy pie is kind of a Brandon, uh, Brandon Graham mold. They're from Michigan. We need defensive end. We need defensive line. They value the defensive line in the first round of the draft. Uh, they probably do go corner, but I wouldn't be shocked if they go defensive end there. I want to talk about second round options with Philadelphia. Spect, I'll throw this one to you. Second round comes up, right? On the board, you got Najee Harris, Moore, the wide receiver from Purdue. Uh, uh, Ole Miss, Elijah Moore, or Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. Rondell I'll Moore. tell you okay. what, throw both the Moors in there. All right. Then you got Marshall, the wide receiver from LSU, and Tony, the wide receiver from Florida. <laughs> Are you going to go running back? I know you're a Najee Harris fan. Are you going to go running back over any of those receivers? I, I'll say this. I wouldn't be so sure that they go offense in the second round. Um, hmm. I think their defense is, is so depleted um, right now of, of talent mm-hmm. and youth that, you know, the offensive firepower is loaded in this draft. I think that they have, they have two third round picks and they just got a fourth round pick back in that trade with Miami. I think that the wide receiver depth is there for this draft. So I think that they could even wait until the the third round to, to draft the wide receiver. Um, And I mean, they, they brought back, you know, uh, you know, they got Sanders, they got Scott coming back. I mean, I guess if I was to choose, out of them, I would say Najee would be, would be the the best choice because he can line up and, and run routes. Mm-hmm. His pro day his pro day just showed that his hands are are great. He can run all the routes out there. I know he's doing it against air, not defenders. You know, right. in a pro day, but um, I think that his talent and his character. The only thing that would scare me is he's 24 years old already. Um, you know, so he he is up there in age, and you know, really running backs have what a four to five year really, you know, prime. Yeah you know, age level for them. Um, but I also think that uh, that's a good spot for uh, a three down linebacker. I think that that's also a good spot for guy like um, Nick Bolton could be there. Yeah. You got Nick Bolton, you got Baron Browning, you got Jabril Cox, um, Taz Sherratt, who might even make it to the third round pick for them from North Carolina. Um, yeah, I, I think, think they got to go, they got to go wide receiver in that second round. If, if they, Obviously, they're not going to take one now in the first. Um, I'll tell you what. If, I, if I'm if, if I'm going wide receiver there, I'm going Terrace Marshall. If you want okay. me to pick a wide out, I'm going Terrace Marshall. Right. I'm going more out of Purdue. That dude could do anything. Yeah, he's a he has the potential to be an elite playmaker in the. You league. watch that film against Ohio State, dude. Oh my God, he, he's got to stay healthy though. He's got to he stay healthy. Tore, that's he my the, that's my concern. That's true. Let's move on to free agency. Uh, a lot to talk about with free agency. Joel, I'm going to throw it here to you. NFC. Let's talk about the NFC. I want you to give me your who, which team won free agency and which team lost free agency. Big fat loser first. We're going with the birds. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't mean, I guess well, they didn't have money did, to spend how he did what he could. I, I, I get it. But I mean, but it, it was all the previous years that set us up for this. I mean, mm-hmm. wasting sure. money, th- just throwing money into the fire. So there's there's my big fat F on the birds. Um, 
I guess like the given one is the Bucks, being that they re-signed mm-hmm. all twenty guys. I mean, that's the easy one. But um, honestly, if we're, I'm not gonna go there. So I'm, I honestly, I love what the Giants did, what the Giants did in bringing back Sheldon Williams. You get a big play guy in Galladay, and that receiver core now is just bananas. I mean, those guys are are nuts. Um, but I think getting Kyle Rudolph there with Ingram, I mean. Dude, also that got offense, the corner, the corner. That off, yeah, Dory Jackson now who can match up with, with a guy like like Cooper and you know, and and, and McLaurin. And, we don't Philly don't have any receivers for them. To yeah, worry JJ about, Arcega Whiteside. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. I mean, obviously better than Metcalf, and then who else? Rieger better than Justin Jefferson, bro? Come on, we're talking about studs for the birds. I like but, what uh, New York did too. But no, I, I think the Giants did a really good job. I think it's basically their. They played their hand really well. That that coach obviously has something something going on over there. All those guys want to go play for him. Um, it's just all on Daniel Jones's hand now. It's all it's it's all on him. If he can if he can you know not turn the ball over and not fall at the five yard line on a ninety yard touchdown run, I think they win some more games and they get into the playoffs. I think that this division is 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 for them to win, being that they were, you know what, second last place, and so mm-hmm. they're not going to have a a terrible schedule, you know? Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I like, I like what the giants did second behind the bucks. there, bringing back all 22 guys from the super bowl team. But then again, when you do that, you know, you're, you need everyone to stay healthy. That's those are the teams that end up going far. You know what I mean? So that that's what the bucks will need for them to repeat really. But yeah, I like what the giants did. Alex, throw it to you. What, uh, how about, give me the AFC winners and losers in free agency. All right, I'll start with my loser. Um, I lived in, I lived through the the Eagles' dream team uh, off season, where clearly that didn't work out for them. I uh-huh. think that the Patriots are trying to make up for their poor drafting over the last couple of years by signing these these players to contracts and essentially setting the the free agent off season market for for some reason. I mean. Aguilar getting 13 million a year as a wide receiver, uh, signing Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith after they just spent two third rounders on tight ends in last year's draft. Yeah, um, like they were going after that, like Gonzalez Gronkowski mix. Yeah, up. I don't know what they're doing, and you know, I think that you know, bringing in Judon Mills and Van Noy, I really do like all three of those players, but I also yeah. think that like, you know, they they paid Mills a pretty hefty you know, salary. And I think that they're trying to make up for their, their drafting woes by throwing extra money at people and Mm -hmm. signing everybody they can. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it works out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And I'm just, I've just been burnt from the past with the Eagles and other teams that try and spend all this money for agency. But uh, I just don't, I just don't like what they did there. Um, I think it's going to help out Cam Newton, I guess, having mm-hmm. some some weapons to throw to. But I, ultimately, I, I don't think that that's the best route to go. Um, and to be honest, you know, I, I think we look at a team like the Jets, who, albeit their 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 signings weren't like off the charts, like they didn't make any real big splashes. But to get a possession receiver like Corey Davis, yeah. um, who's really come on, you know, the last year or two. Uh, a guy like Keelan Cole, who's done well in Jacksonville with no quarterback, right? Um, Tyler Croft, who's an underrated tight end. Uh, you know, that's a quarterback's best friend. You know, that, that guy that they can dump it off to and go get some some yards after the catch. 
And Tevin Coleman, if he stays healthy, I think is a really good three down back who can catch the ball out of the backfield. And you look at the, at the defense, they got Shaq Lawson, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Carl Lawson, mm-hmm. uh, draw Davis. And, um, you know, their defense, I don't think was the problem last year. I think that with Robert Sala coming in there and putting in, you know, his defense, I think that the defense is going to be fine. Yeah. It's now just who's going to be that quarterback. I, I think that their offensive line did fairly well. Um, there's also some free agents out there that, you know, don't be surprised if maybe they look at uh, Alejandro uh, Willanueva or, mm-hmm. you know, bring in a guy like Casey Hayward, you know, for a year or two just to really sure up that secondary. I mean, they got the money to spend. They got the draft picks where they're going to get, obviously, their quarterback. Then they got a second, you know, pick out there that could be, you know, a linebacker or a rush D end, you know, that they're looking for and could really sure up that, that team. So I think that they didn't make any splashes, but I think that the people that they signed are going to make a big difference on that team. Yeah, definitely key players. Hey, real quick, since you were the AFC guy for the segment, what do you, what are your thoughts on the, on the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders making some moves? I feel like they, they've done a lot. I just, I, I don't know if they really helped out the secondary really that much, but besides that, I think, I think Vegas made some decent moves over there. I don't know about that running back signing. Well, I'm going to talk about, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be quick with this. I think uh, Ngakwe is a really good signing. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be he's going to be tough in that defense. I, I don't like that they pretty much depleted their offensive line. Uh, yeah. I think that that kind of hurts a little bit. I think Derek Carr strives with having protection. Obviously, any quarterback would, but I think that he really benefits from having a clean pocket. Uh, and then – yeah, you have Josh Jacobs who you spent a first round pick on, and then you sign Kenyon Drake to kind of a crappy contract. Um, then you lose Aguilar, who now, granted, like I said, isn't like your prototypical, I need that guy on my team, but yeah. he was good for the Raiders. So now he's gone. You know, yeah. you got Ruggs, who's going to be a second year guy who struggled as a rookie. Um, and you have another rookie that's there. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I Mayak and Mayak and Gruden are yeah. they're two very different You're people right. in their mindset. So uh-huh. if they can come together and make one, I think they would be okay. But they're I think they're too far off on where they are and who they want to be as a team. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I agree with uh Joel's winners. I liked what Tampa Bay did, just the fact they were able to bring every back everybody back for sure. I also like what New York Giants did. I disagree with essentially everything Alex Speck just said. I'll tell you that right now. So New England, they did. I get it. They went the dream team route, but there I think go. it's going to work. And I'll tell you why. Cam was out a little bit of time last year with COVID and he never really got his groove. If you remember, he got off to a really great start. He was even slinging it around on Sunday night football earlier in the year. Got COVID. It really knocked him out and ruined the rhythm of that season. And they went on to have a lot of injuries and issues on that franchise. Not only did they sign a bunch of free agents, they have a lot of guys coming back who did opt-outs last year. I think the combination of the two and Cam's health will turn that team into success. And the New York Jets, I don't like what they did. I'm not a huge – I get the Lawson um, signing because you just need that pass rush. But other than that, I, nobody excites me on the offensive side of the football. Tevin Coleman hasn't stayed healthy since his rookie year. Um, Corey Davis, I like the guy, but I think he's a, a really good number two, similar to Juju, but I think Juju's ceiling's actually higher. No. So I'll say that. Now, I wanna, I'm glad you brought up the Raiders because 
Um, allow me to pontificate for a minute because Mike Mayock has John Gruden and Mike Mayock have driven that franchise into the ground with some horrific drafting and free agent si- signing over the years. They, they hit it out of the park with the Darren Waller mm. thing. Other than that, they've, you know, they drafted a late first rounder number four overall a couple of years ago out of Clemson. He hasn't done a thing uh, in terms of a pass rush there. Ngakwe is hit or miss, and he's going into a scenario where they don't have a lot of talent to surround him on that defensive front seven. So there's nothing to make me believe he's going to go in there and make a huge impact and get double-digit sacks, which is what they need. And it's just disappointing because I'm, I was a huge Mayock, Mike Mayock fan. He was a commentary for the Notre Dame football games, and he was the NFL draft guy on NFL Network. And I really loved and respected everything he said, and he just went there and – totally drip, drove this franchise into the ground. And now they're in a division where they cannot compete. Uh, they, they just can't compete. It, it doesn't even, there's just no way. So you got Arizona in that division then um, they're the least of their worries. So it's just a nightmare what they've done. It kind of worries me a little bit because now I can foresee one day Chris Sims get a, gets a job as GM somewhere and he's just going to drive that franchise into the ground. So that's probably what's going to happen. Um, but a lot, a lot going on free agency. Real quick, somebody I did like what they did, a little under the radar, Los Angeles Chargers went out and got some protection for the young quarterback. They signed Corey Lindsey to a record deal for a center. They got Matt Filer, an offensive tackle from Pittsburgh, and they also were able to semi-replace the departing t- tight end with signing the Jared Cook from New Orleans. So I like what they were able to do, and I think uh, I really like where the Chargers are headed overall as a franchise, but I really hate what Las Vegas did in free agency. To your point, Alex, um, they weren't able to replace Aguilar, and maybe they think Ruggs can do that, but they they just stink. They just stink. That, run, that signing by the running back, I don't get it. Um, you guys don't like John Brown at all? John Brown is okay, but there's a reason Buffalo. I mean, he just got overshadowed by Diggs, but the year before, dude, John Brown was obviously like, they didn't really have many players there in Buffalo, but the guy still played decent. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's a talented wide receiver. He just didn't get the love that he had. He's he's just not an upgrade. He's talented. I mean, I kind of see him as the probably same player as Aguilar. I don't see him any different. Deep deep ball guy. He's kind of, he's kind of like an aging Aguilar. I, I, mean, I agree. I think he. I think he has talent. I just think that it's a cheaper Aguilar too. If they didn't, you know. Yeah, it's true. So I just fair. think that for to to, I think that I think Derek Carr is a fine quarterback. I think mm-hmm. that he he is missing that. I mean, he has Darren Waller, which is yeah. a fantastic target to have, but I think that he's really missing that that guy that he's yeah. that he can go to, and I think he trusted Aguilar, and I think it's going to take some time you know, and, to get through a football season to trust another wide receiver. And That's, the de- the defense is the real issue. They tried to build it through the draft and they've, they dropped the ball time and time again. Yeah. Um, but what now pick, on to go ahead, Joel, what pick do they have 18, I believe, or somewhere yeah. in that neighborhood. Yeah. They're in the late yeah. teens. I could see him going with uh, the linebacker from Notre Dame. Uh, they, I think they'll probably go defense, but we'll see what happens. Uh, 17 games. 17 games in an NFL season. That just feels dirty to me. I don't know about you guys. Feels dirty. Uh, Joe, what do you think about adding that 17th game? Give me your opinion. I think it sucks for the players, but it's awesome for the fans. I mean, more football. I'm always dying for more football. However I can get it, I want it. But they definitely need to make it, you know, they need to add add, add roster spots. They need to 
you know, give these guys a break. You know, I it's it's definitely unfair for the players, but I mean, they signed up for it though. I mean, they already they they added one more team to the playoffs, so why not add one more game to the season? I think it's only right. It kind of, you know, just a little more juice for the squeeze at the end of the year. You know, playoff implications just get jacked up even more. I mean, I, I like it. I don't mind it. Alex, what say you? I think this was a total money grab by both oh, the NFL sure. and, and and the owners. Um, I think that if you were adding that 17th game, I think you have to add a second bye week. I think it's only fair. Yeah, uh, because at the end of the day, one, it's it's the players bodies that gonna that are going to break down by that point. And two, I mean, yeah, I love football and I'll watch football no matter what. But it's the value of the football game is what I'm worried about. Very if you have true. players that are going to be are going to be resting, if they know that, yep. like, you know, at, at, the, at the end of the day, I get that the buy is great, but there's only going to be one team moving forward that has the buy. If a team knows they're not getting it, guess what? All they need to do is make sure that their team is healthy for the for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if they're gonna, if they need to rest their players or they need to, you know, take take a week and just be like, you know what, we're gonna go a different route, you know, because we just need to get to the playoffs healthy and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that the the level of of play and talent is gonna is gonna hurt, um, you know, the game towards the end of the season. And I think that, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's going to be worth it for, for the owners because they're going to, they're going to make that extra game, you know, that extra money per game and, and viewers and things like that. But again, I'm not going to be upset about it. I just think that it's not fair. And I think that yeah, as fans, we're not going to see the same level of competition and, and the same level of juice that we would see for the first you know, eight games of a football season. I think it's just, I, and I think, and I think the players are going to like, you've already seen the players, you know, voicing their opinions on it, you know, like nobody yeah. signed up for this. This wasn't our decision. You know, how, what are you going to do to take care of us? I think that you might see a little bit of pushback from the players where now they might not give their full hundred percent on, on game days, you know, towards the, the latter half of the year. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. Yeah. I despise this. Uh, this game is so violent. We're at, what are we doing? You know, we're, this is going to turn in the NBA. We have these rest games. Now they've adjusted. They've spread out the, the schedule a little bit so that these guys aren't sitting out as many games. But but we're going to end up seeing that in the NFL uh, in a short time frame. And it's not going to take long, Alex, to your point, which was a good one about the bye week. It's, it's going to take a year, maybe two tops before they're like, all right, yeah, we absolutely need to buy because this is horrific. We're losing guys drop like flies week one. Yeah. Okay. And it's a shame. We lose some of the greatest players in the game every year in week one. And we're just, we're asking for it, I think here. And I just like a nice round 16. Um, I think it's, it feels weird to me. Um, You know, when a running back rushes for 2000 now, everybody's going to say, Oh, well, he had an extra game, that type of thing. So (laughs) I am not a fan of it at, at all, but um it is what it is. It's, it's, it's a business. They, they, that league has been growing exponentially and that's the next logical step, I guess. But uh, in any case, I'm not a fan at all. Yeah. That's kind of what I meant by like, you you need to give the guys a break. So that second bye week, I think this kind of gives them a little more, more room to play though. I think though too. And I think it gives more guys an opportunity to play in the NFL. yeah, it's going to give the owners more money right now, but I think what's going to happen is these 53-man rosters are going to expand to, say, 60. 
And now you're going to get more guys rotating in. It's also going to, it's going to like free agency and now salary cap. I think it's going to be even more so. So I think it just gives them more room to grow. I mean, I kind of like it because, you know, all the fans now, they're all adapting to the NBA and how they're changing and what they're doing. So I, I think it's just fun to try to put something this is, new to Joel, you know, this so. is your shot. You're going to, they're having an open tryout yeah. there. Washington football team. They need a, they need a QB too. I, I just you. installed a sauna, so I'm trying to cut weight right now. As there you speak, go. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, fellas. Well, thanks a lot for joining us this week. Uh, Alex and Joel, some of the best guests we've ever had on the Durson Network and the Durson Football Podcast. Fellas, thanks for being here. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Rob. All righty. Nice. Nice. Jesus, a suburbia where I'm from, they were